What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in. Asian bitches down under the podcast about sharing information and perspectives from the Asian diasporas in society and culture. We encourage you to subscribe to our show by Apple, Google, or Spotify. If you have enjoyed our episodes, please support us by giving us a five-star rating and get your friends on board to listen to us. Finally, we would love you to support this podcast by donating to our Buy Me a Coffee program. Your wonderful support and donations will help us to continue creating the platform for diversity and inclusivity. Make sure you check out the episode show notes for any collaborations we're working with to promote. Thanks again, and we hope you will enjoy today's episode. Three, two, one. Hi, this is Helen, and this is Jessie too. And you're listening to Asian bitches down under. And <laughs> we're Helen, coming, we're yeah. coming to you from somewhere in Australia. Yeah, Helen is on the other side of Australia. Yeah, um, for personal reasons. For personal reasons, yeah. We should have talked about this before we start recording, but yeah, we'll just put it as a personal reason for now. And yeah, maybe we'll come back and talk talk about it in a couple of weeks at time. Yeah. yeah, when Helen's not in the thick of it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, where should we start this well, week? Yes. Yeah, I um, I, I, we have been binging a lot. Um, my partner and I have been binging a lot of new shows, and it's been really it's it's like exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I think I have to thank Billy and Drew from the Pilot Club for giving us a good like um ideas about what to watch. Nice. And like, I'm not someone who's ever binged shows. Like, I'm just not a very big fan of television series. Okay. I, I like I, I'm someone who likes movies I'm like movies for me are the best form of art and I like it because it's like one hour one one and a half hours two hours you've completely like finished a story you know it's like it's cl- cleanly ended I like that finality you know mm-hmm. um whereas like with series is you spend like eight hours of your life 24 hours yes. sometimes you know with, <laughs> with like Seinfeld hours. or whatever you know but Sex in the City Sex and City, yeah. I mean, they're Off enjoyable. The yeah, they're enjoyable. But but I, I do prefer like something, you know, I can finish in one night. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, um, I mean, since Tokyo Vice, we have been binging quite a lot and it's been quite pleasurable. And I'm kind of understanding why it is so attractive to some people. So I guess two shows that I want to mention mm-hmm. is Night Sky, which is on Amazon Prime, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, and it's starring Sissy Spacek and J.K. Simmons. And I might have mentioned it last week helen i'm not oh, sure you told her. me not doing our oh, okay. recording but, oh right okay uh, yeah, over yeah, yeah. my birthday weekend while yes. i watched it yes and bnb exactly yeah <laughs> um and it, it's like i think it's eight episodes or it might be six i don't remember but it's like ex- it, it's probably the best show i've seen oh really so it's excruciatingly sad oh. and every episode every episode i found myself crying a lot because the relationship it's basically about an old couple who discover this, who have this sort of uh, gateway access to another planet. Um, but uh, really the the pilot shows them, at the end of the pilot shows them like the woman going into this spacecraft thing um, alone. And you think that it's sci-fi show. It's like centred on sci-fi. Yeah, but it does really, sound like sci-fi. Yeah, but really most of the six episodes or eight episodes, whatever it is, it's most of it is actually grounded in um, Illinois. Um, like 30 minutes outside of Chicago, which is where the um, 
the town is where this the, the whole series is set i forget fern i think it's called ferndale or something like that fern mm-hmm. bank it's like a very secluded in the middle of nowhere um town mm-hmm. and the drama really revolves around this yeah this old couple in their late 70s early 80s um still coming to terms with the grief of this the death of their um the death of their son um oh. yeah and it's really sad it's so sad but like their their love for each other is so freaking beautiful and tender I can't like, think probably, I can watch it that time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, don't watch it with um don't watch it at the moment when you're in the state of grief, if you're <laughs> in the state of grief. But um it's just like it's probably one of the more beautiful depictions of elderly love that I've seen ever, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then um the second show which we've started binging and we've almost finished is the stand show called From. It's just one word, it's called From. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like a horror, horror mystery, Stephen King-esque um serious about like um basically a town where when you arrive um you can't get out oh i remember i think i've i've i hear what um billy was talking about where they get stuck yes exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's very scary um and i have most of my most of the episode i have it like i'm just covering covering your eyes But like I'm just I don't want nightmares, you know. So um, but then I just get I just get Andrew to like that invisible entity, isn't it? Yeah, you can't never you'd never know what is actually. Well, actually, um, they do show it. They're just basically like zombies. Uh, they just look like human beings that like kill people. Uh huh. But yeah, I just get Andrew to just describe (laughs) what's happening. (laughs) Cover my eyes. Yeah, um, but are you uh, generally the finish? Is it gone? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but generally, Helen, are you a fan of horror? Um, I think I've only start watching the zombie type of horror the last two or three years. Yeah, because of the K drama, because mm. of the um, Korean productions. Yeah, uh, horror wise, I think it, you you have to think about different sort of uh, horror. Is it just mainly? monsters or is it something that's invisible and it creates suspense i think i prefer to watch something that's more suspend with suspense yeah um or something what was that movie with emily blunt and her husband oh yeah um the silent, silent. movie yeah 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 what, yeah what was it called that again? sort of quietness silent? the quiet the quiet the quietness, place. Yeah. The, quietness <laughs> the quiet place yeah have you seen both of the movies have you seen the second one I believe I can't remember if I've seen the second one. Oh, the second one's yeah. with Killian Murphy as well. Uh, I don't think I've seen the second oh, one. Oh, it's good. I think it's told really me good. to watch it, but I haven't seen it yeah. yet. I think it's really good. Yeah, yeah. John Krasinski. <laughs> How on earth did John Krasinski go from a B grade actor to a like Hollywood hero, like an alpha male? It's so weird. The myth. Yes, the myth. So weird. Yeah. Okay, well, how okay. about you, Helen? For me, I want to start off with the book that you gifted me uh, over the weekend for my birthday. <laughs> One of those books that oh, you yes. finished reading. So it's <laughs> Joan by Catherine J. Chen. It's um, a beautiful and stunning reimagining story of Joan of the Ark, like following Joan's life as an outcast of a family. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, who she often gets beaten by her father for any reasons. She's oh my the, God, that sounds awful. the only child that does not always seem to fit into her family. And Joan always makes effort to help her village folks. And she just really stays true to herself and always observes closely to her surrounding. Catherine's, Catherine Chan's language is so vivid. 
and it creates a very lively um, imagined world of Joan of Arc as a、mm. child, as a young child. I mean, when she died, she was still a child. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was fourteen. Yeah, and who is really adventurous,、uh, a ten-year-old girl in the fourteen hundreds France. I feel bad to say this,、yeah. but also because I've watched Game of Thrones、yeah. and those sort of like medieval kind of TV,、yeah. I can picture the story while I read it. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, if I don't have a visual image while、yeah. I'm reading the novel,、yeah. it's really hard to follow the story. Yeah, and I、yeah. have this visual image of this little young girl who, which is very similar to one of the Game of Thrones character. Aya. Yes, it's Aya <laughs> with short hair, you know, ferocious. <gasps> That's so、um, cool. So it's 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 a bit more easy for me to follow, and I found it interesting because、um, I haven't looked up the background of Catherine J. Chan, but I'm assuming she's Asian. With, Asian, yeah, with a surname. Yeah, I would be interested to see if this novel will be translated into French and how would the France、yeah. people think、yeah. of it. Yeah, 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 it's really good so far. I've only like I start reading it on the plane, and I'm a, a third way through. That's、yeah. great. Yeah, I wish、hard. I was in a book. I, I'm still trying to struggle to finish a book I need to do for next week's Vivid panel. <laughs> But、um, yeah, I, I I can't wait to read a book where it's just like for on my own pleasure.、Mm. Oh, actually, what、yeah. am I talking about? I am. Oh, although it is, is although that although Helen, it is kind of more related to the book I'm writing.、Okay. Um, it's called The Wife by Meg Wallitzer. Okay,、it's、what's that、so、about? Fucking good. So、um, I don't know if you know, but a few years ago there was a movie based on this book that was made by the same title, and it was starring Glenn Close. Do you remember? Uh, let me have a look. What's the name、okay. again? It's called The Wife, and it's basically about a woman who is married to a man who is about to win. A really big literary prize. Now, in the book, it's the、oh, Helsinki Literary yes, Prize. Yes, yes, yes. I、yeah. think I've seen the trailer. Yeah, but in the movie, they've turned it into the Nobel Prize for Literature, and、yeah. it's about her kind of reflecting on the. There's a big plot twist at the end, which I won't spoil for you.、Ooh. Maybe I'll do it when we stop recording. But、um, it's basically a woman reflecting on her marriage to a really big, egotistical, narcissistical literary man. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great writing. I love Meg Wallitzer. The other book, I think, the female in the female something persuasion or something was her other book that、mm-hmm. I read. But、um, this is the second book of hers I've read, and it's it's so good. Yeah, so the movie so good. The movie stars stars、uh, Glenn Close and Jonathan Price. Yes. Yes. Okay.、And、it's so good. The the, the movie is great. The book is fantastic. Yeah, I I'm. I'm really glad that you're, you're reading that book has jogged my memory. <laughs>、mm. Okay, yeah, because among the four books that you gave me, because、mm. uh, I was trying to pack in the last minute, so I asked my nine-year-old daughter to pick one、I、for me.、It. I said,、yeah. "Oh, can you just look through the back or just flick through it quickly and tell me which one is not the saddest?" And then she look at the cover. She goes, "Oh, this is quite colorful. Oh, John, John or Ark should be interesting." And then she picked this one for me, and she said, "I think that's not the, that's not the saddest book,、uh, amongst the four of them."、Uh-huh. And then I told you, and then you text me, "Oh, but it's about the death of John." <laughs> yeah, fourteen-year-old girl who was killed. <laughs> but、uh, yeah, Hannah Gatsby's book, which I gave you, would have been great because like, yeah, she's yeah. so funny. I know she's、What、so funny,、think? but at the same time, like I don't want to be. 
like smashing it in my face. Yeah, triggered. You know how yeah. we went, we, how I went through. Oh, you think you watched it as well when we were watching the net. Yeah. That the aftershock at the yeah. final 10 minutes of a show yeah. is just tremendous. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't want to have that kind of shock. Yeah, there are quite a few um, shocking bits that she reveals. Yeah. Just like the shit she put up with while she was going to Tasmania. I know, it will be. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You, cannot, you, know, you learn a lot about the shit that Tasmania... Mm-hmm. The, like the, the state of Tasmania has always been really conservative, but to yes. learn that they only like started legalizing gay marriage, for instance, like like in like maybe less than 20 years ago, it was just mm-hmm. like. Oh, not even gay marriage. Homosexuality was yeah. considered a crime into well into mid 90s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's just, crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, so. How about shows? Uh, I haven't watched any shows this week, but I have always uh, wanted to share one of the short documentary clip uh, that was sent to me a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I actually want to start talking about this documentary by referring to this week's big news about the Bella family. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Tamil Sri Lankan family. Um, I'm just so happy seeing them returning their home. So, this the the short documentary is slightly has has a um, resonated about uh, migrants as well. So the short film I'm talking about is the Mimi's Utopia. Um, it is created by the Backstage Production in Taiwan, which. Um, if any of our listeners will remember that last year we talked about another short documentary which was created by the same production called mm-hmm. Fabulous mm-hmm. Um, that follows Amy and Marley's life of being the oversized woman in Taiwan. And this latest documentary is directed by the same director. Uh, so Mimi's Utopia, the synopsis is a lady whose name is Nicole Young. Uh, she established an organization in Taiwan to look after AIDS patients and their children who were affected by HIV in the early 80s. I did. I never know about this until watching this documentary. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. recent years, that uh, Miss Young started to provide care for illegal migrant workers and their children. Uh, and also, Mimi is actually the nickname given by the children, which also means mother in some kids' native tongue. Mm-hmm. So the film starts with a mother giving birth in the hospital. And when the baby was born, the parents and the baby were picked up by Mimi straight after the birth because it's very costly to stay in the hospital if you don't have any rights, like the mm. illegal migrant workers. Uh, anyway, so Mimi, rea- you don't really see, she talks about the very detrimental situations of the migrant workers in Taiwan. Like she didn't mention of their conditions, but we see visually how Mimi makes craft items for charity sales to generate funds to support what she does for the children of those illegal migrants. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, the mothers, oh, there's a part that was really sad in the documentary, sometimes the mothers are too afraid of going to hospital mm-hmm. to give birth mm-hmm. and they end up giving birth um, on the bathroom floor, bathroom floors, oh, God. Yeah, in the bathroom, yeah. yeah. and. Um, Mimi does talk about the dilemma of looking after these children of, of the illegal migrant workers, which could result her being reported to the authority. But at the same time, she's got this such visceral, voracious faith in helping those in need. She keeps saying that, oh, if I don't help them, who else 
who else will be helping that? Like she's in her mid sixties, I think. Mm. Yeah, and there's one scene where she's driving the kids from those um, in those vans. You know, in Taiwan we have those kindergarten, the wawata. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. Yeah. So I think they were they went out for a day of uh, excursion trip, and then when she's coming home at in the evening, the kids are saying, "Oh yeah, we're gonna the van's gonna climb a hill and." They're saying that, 加油, Mimi, 加油, yeah, Mimi. Yeah. And she said that she can keep driving until she's 80. She's like, I hope I can drive these kids. Even that's so more. cute. Yeah. yeah, that's sad. Um, I think people fail to see that a lot of developed countries, for example, even in Australia, in Taiwan, there are a lot of, um, what's it called? Not um, marginalized and also invisible people to the society. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is also the same as um, the other short documentary that I've recently watched, which will be on this year's Taiwan Film Festival in Australia. So everyone going oh, yeah, cool. check it out. Yeah, 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 I'll mention it in the next couple of weeks. There's another short film called Homebound, which is directed by an Indonesian director, mm-hmm. talking about the you know the hardship a lot of Indonesian female migrant workers. That they they stuck in Taiwan the past two years with COVID, yeah, and they're being really mistreated and some run away, and they don't have they're undocumented in Taiwan, yeah, they have nowhere to go, mm. and at the same time most of them are relatively young and you can't help it when you fall in love, and you fall pregnant, and with their religion most of them will be Muslim they don't want it. They can't. Maybe they can't get an abortion, or they don't want to get an mm. abortion. Mm-hmm. They don't have anyone to help them. Yeah. And those kids become undocumented as well. Yeah. And in Mimi's Utopia, Mimi, the lady who established all the the care for the undocumented migrant workers and also their children, um, she said that um, in the very early stage when she started disorganization she has faced babies who passed away because they couldn't get vaccination because they're undocumented yeah yeah which is really really sad yeah very heavy i wonder (laughs) if helen you consume anything ever that's not sad (laughs) oh yes i do but don't say don't say afterlife because that's also sad yeah afterlife is funny and also sad but it's not afterlife but something that uh, my son and myself, we keep our head in balance is yeah. that we watch Japanese <laughs> entertainment shows, the comedy ones. And, and, and they do it well, man. They do they it really well. Do it just, well. It's kind of like the American jackass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's from me and, this week. And yeah, anything else? I think um, were, were there any Netflix things you wanted to mention? Uh, no, I haven't watched any Netflix oh, okay. week, surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's nothing good on. Yeah, but you you told me that you started watching He's Expecting. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if I'll keep going. <laughs> um, but um, my favourite thing, one of my favourite things is like really cheesy rom-coms. Oh, yeah. On Netflix. And there's a one that I want to give a shout out to called The Perfect Pairing. Um, uh-huh. which um, contains a, the male lead is someone who's like probably the worst actor in, on the planet, but like he's very good looking. And good like, um, I don't know his name. Oh, I do. Adam Dem- Demos. Okay. Um, I don't know where he's from or like, but he's in another one of these Netflix rom-coms that are like 
destination rom-coms. Oh my god! Um, and I love and I I put Andrew through watching them as well. But we love <laughs> like I love it personally. Um, another Netflix rom-com that's just landed is Just Like Heaven. Mm-hmm. With Mark Ruffalo and with Reese Witherspoon, and it's literally one of my favorite rom coms ever. Every rom com is your favorite. So good! It is so good. I cannot believe how good that rom com is. Have you seen it, Hell? I've seen the trailer. Oh, yeah. what? You've never seen it? I've never seen it. <gasps> I'm never a person. See, this is my biggest rom com will be Love Actually, and you know it. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like a rom com fiend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so is that it for us? I think week? that's it. Yeah. Okay. So we we before we go, I have to still mention that we would love to have some some feedbacks regarding to our work with the podcast. So please do see the link on our episode show notes and complete a survey for your chance to win the book Beast of the Little Land. Uh, the winner will be drawn on the seventeenth of June, which is next Friday. So please help us. To get some feedbacks, complete the survey, and you know you might win the book. Yeah. So that's the end of our episode. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple, and give us a five star rating. If you'd like to support what we do here at Asian Bitches Down, head to our Buy Me Coffee page to make a donation for us to continue the intersectionality in the podcast industry. So that's it from us this week. We'll chat to you next time. Bye. Bye. Take care.